listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. Welcome to episode number 129 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Drea here, and our show is brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to everything like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link with this video or in the show notes of the podcast. Now, today I am talking all about 2020 in review and some predictions for 2021. Side note, how are we saying this? Like 2020 was short and succinct. 2021 feels like way too many syllables. 2021, are we just going to say 2-1? I feel like we need a shorthand. (laughs) Uh, Send me a DM on Instagram and we can talk about this. Uh, But today I want to talk about kind of what happened this year on social media. I'm going to revisit some of the things that I predicted last year, and then we're going to make some predictions for the upcoming year. Before I dive into that, though, I do want to note that there is a difference between overall strategy and the different tactics. So we talk about this in the Savvy Social School when we're building out our framework and our strategy. It's our path forward on social media. You can take that strategy and pretty much apply it to any medium, any platform, any social media marketing channel. Okay. So in this particular episode, I'm talking more about the tactics. So if your strategy, for instance, is that you want to do more video in the year, that's an overall strategy. You could do video on Facebook, you can do Instagram, you could do Reels, you could do LinkedIn, Stories. There's so many different places you could do that video or create that video content, but your overall strategy is video. Your tactic is saying, I'm going to do short-term videos on Mondays on Instagram Reels to say this, okay? That's that's kind of the difference. And I do want to point that out because sometimes as entrepreneurs, as strategists, as marketers, we focus a lot on the tactics, right? We focus a lot on, you know, we should be on Instagram stories or we should be doing this, that, and the other thing when we really need to make sure that the tactics loop back in to the overall strategy and that it's still driving the business forward and getting you to where you want to be. All right. So if you're feeling adventurous, I challenge you (laughs) to go back and listen to this episode that I did last year. It was the end of 2019, pre-pandemic. Oh, I was so hopeful for 2020. Uh, There are a few things that I predicted that actually panned out in a different way. And I think this is just how life happens in general um, than what I predicted. So last year, one of the things I predicted that would happen in 2020 was this return to intimacy this return to intimacy. So less of the broadcasting, pushing your message out there and more of a conversation and inviting people in. And that's exactly what happened this year. A lot of it happened because of the pandemic. So 
this global pandemic where a lot of us are self-isolating, a lot of us are not, you know, going to large events, we're not doing the the things that we usually would do in our business has shifted our conversation online. In fact, one of the primary marketing avenues this year has been online marketing for nearly every single type of business. Um, And so this return to intimacy was forced by the pandemic. A lot of people had to ask their audience, well, you know, we can't have an in-person event. What should we do instead? What would you prefer? And there was lots of conversation around how people are managing their their day-to-day lives despite going through a global pandemic. And so... I predicted this return to intimacy last year, and it happened. Um, I also want to say another kind of return to intimacy has been um, the shift to stories, okay, story content. Instagram has stories. Facebook has stories. Twitter has fleets. LinkedIn has stories. YouTube has stories. Almost every single social platform now has stories. And I think that is that return to intimacy. It's people wanting to get back to not having a perfectly polished presentation on social media and actually getting to know a brand or a personality behind the brand. I also predicted a shift towards more interactive video. And last year, I was really talking about live video. I thought that, you know, there'd be a lot more live video, a lot more platforms kind of opening this up as a a better feature, improving like editing features and kind of participation features. But what happened instead is we had TikTok exploding. And I think TikTok still is a form of interactive video. And I think it's because people aren't just watching the TikTok videos. Okay. And I will be, I am, I will be the first person to say I got on the TikTok train early in the year because it was entertaining. It reminded me of Vine back in the day where these creators were limited by the time that they had to create concepts, but they were producing like movie style quality production pieces in like 15 seconds. And it was hilarious and entertaining and funny. And I find that TikTok has those features. But the difference with TikTok and why I think it's working is because it's interactive. So if someone's using a particular sound, you also want to use that sound too. You create a community around that trend. If there's a certain trend on like a certain action that people are doing, for instance, there's a lot of trends of people um, changing their clothes midstream. This sounds weird, like explaining it if you haven't seen it. But essentially what it is, is um, the scene changes and they'll go from, you know, wearing pajamas to being all dressed up or looking slouchy to looking like perfectly polished. Okay. This is a trend on TikTok and there's a community built around this trend. And that's because it's not just video in the sense that people are creating this video and other people are watching it. It's video in that it's interactive. So if you're watching a video, you go, oh, I can do that too. And then you can just do it and create it and create videos. The other thing about TikTok, which I'll talk about later in my predictions, is their algorithm. I feel like the For You page, they really nailed it. Now, I've said in the past, probably on this podcast, that I'm not a fan of TikTok because right when you open it, it just like... It's assaulting a little bit. Like if you haven't opened the app before, the first time you open it, just videos start playing. You don't know what's happening. It feels kind of like you just popped into a party where you don't know anybody. 
But I do think that their algorithm is great and it keeps serving you the types of videos that you like. And I think that that's also why people stay on the app much longer than some of the others. Last year, I predicted more direct messaging, um, which, you know, I, I was really hoping for better direct messaging features within the apps. Um, I like the new organizational features like Instagram has, you know, different ways you can organize messages as they're coming in. Um, you know, Facebook is kind of dominating everything and, and having that unified inbox with Instagram. But I was really hoping for more there. Um, I do like the voice messaging and video messaging functionalities, and I wish they were just better on the platforms. Um, so that's something I predicted that last year that didn't really happen. Then the other thing is just more voice platforms in general. So one of the things that I, I predicted last year was that there would be just more ways to have voice and audio be a part of the platforms in general. And then Clubhouse happened this year. So for those of you who don't know what Clubhouse is, it's one of the newer social media apps. It is currently invite only. And I actually think because of that, more and more people are talking about it because they want the invite. I don't have one yet. Uh, but it is like Twitter, but for voice. It's voice messaging app where you can have conversations in different rooms with different people. Um, and so that's something I predicted last year that it actually happened this year. Um, I've heard of people having really great conversations on the app with celebrities and just like really deep, intense conversations they wouldn't typically have. But I've also heard the negativity of an app that's just open to anybody. Um, there's been reports of some anti-Semitic behavior on the apps and some really like negative uh, racist people getting together in their own communities on this app as well. So proceed with caution, but I do think the concept is interesting and it'll be interesting to see how other platforms adapt to that because as we've seen this year, if a platform is working and building up steam, the Facebook giant is probably going to try to smash it and do something similar. So yeah, those are my predictions for last year. The other thing I talked about last year was uh, my word of the year, which was loyalty. And I actually forgot about it until I went back and reviewed that episode last year because the pandemic. <laughs> but there are a few things that I wanted to do last year that I actually did, like reviewing back over my notes. But I put a lot of energy into the podcast. We started creating video podcasts and we did not miss a week this entire year, which... I don't know how if you guys know how much energy goes into creating podcasts like this, but it's a lot for someone with a small team uh, kind of running the show. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into producing this podcast. And I'm so excited that we actually did that the whole year. We actually maintained our spot in the top 100 marketing podcasts uh, in both the US and Canada oh, and in Australia and UK for the uh, second half of the year. So that was awesome. We love this podcast. Uh, also, uh, how that word loyalty showed up is we built more programs for the Savvy Social School. We have the monthly content calendars, monthly themes, more live classes, more support. My team is in there a lot more. Um, if you join the school, you'll see Katie's running our co-working hours. Julie hosts her own office hours and has produced some amazing um, training material around Facebook ads. Um, and so, yeah, more, more of that. Uh, and then we also create a new program for social media managers specifically called Thrive. It's a mentorship program, really helping those freelancers and social media managers who want to build into agencies or build bigger businesses to do that. 
So that's how we kind of uh, nailed that word loyalty. But this year has been a whole decade inside of a year. I know I'm not saying anything new. I know you probably already heard this, but I do want to acknowledge that this year has been crazy. Um, but I don't think that that's going to change going into this next year. I think 2021 is going to be a lot of the same that we saw in 2020, except now we have a little practice. We have our collection of masks. We know what to do when the restaurants close down again. Uh, we've got practice. And so I want to kind of emphasize as I go into the predictions for 2021 that digital marketing is where it's at. We cannot rely on anything else. And I actually think that the, like, I thought people would kind of shift more to in-person gatherings and activities and spend less time online. But this pandemic has shown that we need to feel connected and online, the internet, the power of this tool that we have is one of the best ways to do that. So going into 2021, here are some of my predictions for the year. Uh, I think that short form video is going to rule this year. TikTok has shown that people like short form video and as interactive as you can make it, that's where it's at. So uh, short form video, interactive content. And I think that also when we're thinking about short term video, it's because it's uh, entertaining and shareable. And so I think sometimes people create short-term video with the purpose of informing, which is great. But I think that that type of short-term video is harder to share. And the thing about the, you know, TikTok and now Instagram Reels kind of upcoming <laughs> is because it's shareable. People take those TikTok videos and they share them everywhere. And then I think that's one of the greatest things that TikTok did was encourage people to share their content outside of the platform. Because as a brand new platform, if you kind of lock it down and force people to only participate within the platform, yes, people inside the platform will like it, but people who don't really get it won't ever explore. But by creating those shareable short form videos, um, TikTok is basically encouraging people to share that to their Instagram stories, share it to their Facebook page, share it to freaking Reddit. And it had the TikTok logo on it. And now people are really into that platform. So 2021 short term video. The other thing is there's going to be more attention put on stories. And I actually think it's because of this uh, disappearing, um, limited time, unpolished nature of stories. And you're seeing this because it's popping up in all sorts of platforms. It's on, you know, Twitter has fleets now, LinkedIn has stories, even uh, YouTube stories. So I think that there's going to be more and more attention put on stories versus the regular content in the feed. Um, so as a brand, think about how you can shift your attention to the stories as well. A really easy thing to do is just recreate your feed content into the stories as it, as a stopgap. But you really do want to have your overall strategy, figure out how you can take that into a platform like stories as a tactic. Uh, one of my predictions for 2021 that I just personally really want to come true is better algorithms. All of these apps, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, we talk about the algorithm and especially as brands and as companies, we find that the algorithm works against us sometimes. I, honestly, all the algorithm wants is attention. So if people don't like your content, they're not going to pay attention. It's just how it goes. But I think there is 
a need for a better algorithm. And that's where I think a platform like TikTok actually has this on their For You page. So TikTok is mostly a discovery platform. And I don't know if anyone remembers this, but pre like Facebook, <laughs> um, there was a lot of these discover based platforms. And I can't remember the name of the one that I used to use. And I tried looking this up, but you used to just go to it, enter your likes, and then it would suggest websites for you and give you random websites to explore. And I remember back in the day, that was like my favorite part of going on the internet was like, what am I going to find today? (laughs) What cool thing am I going to discover? And I think we moved away from that when we look at how, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram has evolved into these echo chambers where you follow people and you only see those people's content. Like if you think about even something like your Instagram feed, it's mostly people you follow. It's not mostly suggested content from elsewhere. It's the same on Twitter. It's mostly people you follow and the stuff that they post. Whereas with TikTok, it's not mostly people you follow. In fact, most of the content you're seeing on the For You page, that that first page that starts playing when you open up, is like the popular content mixed in with what the algorithm thinks you want to see. And then you have your follower, uh, the, the content from the people you follow, but that's a smaller piece. And so I think that going into 2021, if people want to, if, if they want to keep people on this platform longer, like I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, um, they've got to have a better algorithm, better version of this. Uh, Pinterest does this to some extent. YouTube does this to some extent with their Discover page which, you know, it hasn't really been great lately. I think it was better back in the day. So I think all of the platforms need to revisit their algorithm. And if they can nail it, they can actually keep people on their apps longer. All right. Uh, A couple more predictions. I think that as brands, we're going to have to wave goodbye to not having a personality behind our brand. Um, You know, the way that especially now, it's basically digital marketing um, is all we've got for 2021. There may be some in-person stuff. We don't know. Um, So assuming that digital marketing is still going to be the primary way to market our businesses in 2021, you know, you have to have some reason for people to connect with you. And if you are just bland, I think it's going to be hard. I just, I just think it's going to be challenging. Not impossible, but you're not going to see the massive growth and leaps and bounds that other brands are seeing who are attaching a big personality to their brand. And oftentimes those big personalities come with big opinions about things. One of the things we saw in 2020 was brands taking a stance politically and taking a stance for social issues. And I think that as a brand going into 2021, it's kind of what people are looking for. They want to follow brands who have a big opinion. They want to follow brands who take a stance for something. One of the my favorite brands that comes to mind for this is Ben & Jerry's. Go check out their Insta. Check out their Twitter. The ice cream. Yes, they're doing a great job at being an ice cream company and having a big personality and opinion behind their brand. Another prediction for 2021. So I do think there's going to be another social platform that's bubbling up. I mean, Clubhouse is kind of catching on a little bit. But like I said, I don't have an invite. So I don't really know what's going on in there. 
I'm left out of that party. Uh, but I do think that there's going to be another social platform that's going to uh, pop up this year, especially since platforms like Facebook are just not cool anymore. I mean, I still hang out on Facebook. I still spend a lot on Facebook ads. My clients still do. Um, there's still a lot of money to be made there. Uh, but I think there's going to be another platform that kind of pops up that we're going to have to learn and explore. But outside of that, Instagram is where it's at. So Instagram this year has made the most changes out of any social platform. We've got uh, Instagram Reels. We have Instagram Shopping. We have Instagram Guides. Their e-commerce platform has just been off the charts. They've rearranged how everything looks on the app. Um, and I, and so I, I see that kind of shifting, but I do, I get kind of nervous because they are, you know, adapting some of these things like stories came from Snapchat, right? Reels came from TikTok. Um, maybe they'll start doing audio like Clubhouse. Um, but I do get a little bit worried about Instagram becoming the number one because then it's not cool anymore. And so some of the younger or edgier demographic is not going to be on the primary platforms. But I do see Instagram being the platform for the year. If you're a brand and you're not on Instagram, do you even exist? I think that's going to be the kind of theme of the year. Uh, and then the last prediction is that, um, oh, I kind of already talked about this. So I had it twice in my notes, so it must be super important, uh, is that brands are going to have to have shareable content. And this is where that personality comes from. Um, you have to have the type of content that people want to share to their stories, that people want to, you know, make a TikTok duet with, that people want to talk about amongst themselves. Um, I think if you want to be a part of that conversation, you're going to have to get on their level. This is very challenging for a lot of people. Um, I was actually uh, coaching one of my uh, students inside of Thrive, which is a mentorship program for social media managers. Um, one of her newer clients is struggling with this. And so we talked about it. They are uh, I won't give too many details, but they have a company that sells a product for people in, in a very tight knit fandom, fan space. Um, and so you can't be lighthearted about that. You, you gotta, like, if you have a product that you're selling to people in a very tight knit group, you gotta speak their language. You have to know what they like. You have to get their jokes. You have to make memes around the content that they understand. And if you're selling something, you have to sell it to them speaking their own language. And this is where marketing is just heading. This isn't the type of marketing where, you know, you have a big billboard and you run a few commercial ads and it's, you know, a, a product that everyone likes, like coffee or I don't know, a house cleaning product, right? Our companies, a lot of us, especially those of you listening to this podcast and watching these videos, are super specific and niche. And we're going after a specific group of people. And so we need to speak their language. And if we don't, they're not going to trust that we get them. And they're not going to trust giving us their dollars for whatever we're selling. So I do see that as the next wave for 2021. All right. So here's how we're doing this in our business. And I do like to share this on the podcast because I think it's important to understand what to do with this information. Remember at the beginning, I talked about strategy versus tactics. And this kind of falls into that where we can study the tactics all day long. We can build out the strategies. But if we don't do anything with this information, it's pretty much useless. So that being said, the word of the year for myself and for the business is impact. 
impact. So just to recap, in 2019, it was visibility. In 2020, it was loyalty. This year, it is impact. And so we are focusing, huge focus on short form and long form video content. Video is where it's at. So that's where we're going to be as a company. We're making that investment and making that decision. This does mean we'll likely post less content than we typically do because the video content takes up so much energy, but we'll make that content go a lot farther. And we're working on creating, um, like showing this process inside of the Savvy Social School so that you as a company and a brand or a marketer can implement these strategies yourself. Like I said, more effort is needed for these long-term and short-term video content pieces, but I think they'll have more impact in the long run. We're also getting more creative with our message and making more of that shareable content. Think memes, think infographics, think um, just like relatable content. The question on our brains this year is why would someone share this? Because that's the key to unlocking some of this potential virality of the power of social media marketing. We are also pairing social media marketing with PR in the next year. So we hired Brittany Lynn. She has a fantastic PR agency. Um, and we're going to see how this impacts our social strategy. Basically, we want to get in front of more people. And where I think PR works is if you've got the system. So like I said, we spent the year building it. So like really not building it, but like fine tuning it. The Savvy Social School, for instance, if we're going to be in front of people, that has to be flawless. You know, looking at the podcast, um, my friend Rachel K. Albers calls this binge worthy content. You've got to have that database of content where people can then go through and watch all of it. Right. Um, and so we're taking now that we've built that, we're going to add some fuel to that fire with some PR and collaborations. We're also spending more on paid advertising. We're going to test paid advertising on different platforms and just try to have more impact and reach more people. And then lastly, uh, we're going to um, really focus in on being better marketers. And that means studying these platforms, doing lots more testing, and creating more educational content on how brands can approach social media marketing. Because it's changing so quickly. It's changing um, sometimes more faster than we can keep up with it. And so as a company, we are really dedicated to supporting those changes and helping you as a business owner, as a marketer, kind of navigate it into the year. All right. I'm curious to know what your predictions are for 2021. Did I miss any of them in this podcast episode? Head on over to my Instagram account at OnlineDrea and send me a DM. I would love to continue the conversation with you there. That's all for today. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.